Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you unmotivated or lazy? No, you just need to understand your motivation style. You are listening to episode 153 with Dr. Adam Moore, how to get and stay motivated. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Today, we are going to dive into why you can't seem to change the way you want to, and it's all about motivation. My guest, Dr. Adam Moore, is a therapist who learned firsthand through his clients how much more effective it is to implement habit formation when a patient really understands what motivates them. Before we begin, remember our theme this month is change your habits. Go back to the first episode and download this month's free progress plan to make what you learn in the show lead to real transformation. 
A few reminders for you, my Rediscover You workshop is well on its way to being sold out. This is on Saturday, May 4th in Utah, and it is a full day gourmet food and actionable workbook included. And I will be speaking alongside my guests, Meg Miles from MomStrong Utah and Jamie Cook from Wander and Scout. They are both well-accomplished speakers, and I know you're going to love to hear what they have to say. You can find way more details at my website about progress com slash rediscover you. Also, so many of you have written in to tell me just how helpful last week's episodes were for you on changing your sleep habits. If you want to actually transform your sleep, join our free five-day sleep makeover that I created with Chrissy after our interview. We knew we needed to make this really actionable for the listeners. There are no catches here. There are no credit cards to get inputted. It's just your email address. My goal this year is to make this show really intentional and to help you implement real change. So you can find the five-day sleep makeover on my website, aboutprogress.com slash sleep makeover. All right, let's talk about motivational styles. Dr. Adam Moore teaches how there are three motivational styles, and you might be all three, but one usually reigns supreme during certain seasons of your life. Understanding what and how you are motivated will better guide you to work on habits that you want to shift. Dr. Adam Moore is here to teach how this is and what you can do to stay motivated. Before we get in there, I just want you to know if this is over your head at first, like it was for me, stick with us. Adam will break it down for you, and I'm going to follow up with some questions and clarifying so you'll see how I'm able to finally figure it out, and then we have lots of good examples for you. At the end of the episode, you should know better what your motivational style is and how to use that to better stick with cultivating the habits you want in your life. Let's start with having Adam introduce himself. So I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I've been practicing for about 13 years, I think. Um, I'm the owner along with my wife. She's actually the reason it exists, so I need to throw that out there. But uh, yeah. of Sela uh, Health, which operates Utah Valley Counseling, we've got several offices in the Wasatch Front, and then we just opened uh, Las Vegas Counseling, so we've got a Las Vegas, Nevada office. And uh, yeah, I do. I split my time between um, well, lots of things. You know, writing books and workbooks, and I have a you know podcast called Pocket Therapist, and I do administrative work, and I still see some clients. I see about 14 to 17 therapy clients a week. So I'm very busy, but I love what I do. Well, that's definitely clear. I What I loved about uh, getting to know you via the internet, the internet is just a crazy thing, is you, you've showed up and engaged in some questions, and you're comfortable being in a comment field uh, of women primarily, and you just dig yeah. in, and I know that you, you end up working with women a lot. Um, tell us about your specialty, and then we're going to dive into the topic. Yeah, for sure. So I spend 95% of my clinical time working with pornography addiction and then the spouses who are experiencing trauma, um, which is often called betrayal trauma. So it's that sense that uh, the person that you know and love is betraying your trust, not just through the pornography use, but the lying and lots of different behaviors that uh, that go along with it. So um, yeah, so that's what I spend almost all my time doing now. And if you can believe it, I've got a two-year wait list to see me in counseling now. <laughs> wow. <It's just> crazy. <laughs> that is so awesome. Oh, that's like a good problem to have. 
So, you know, we could we could talk about that today, and you did kindly volunteer up that topic as well, in addition to other things. But what I love that you mentioned is this issue of motivation. And mm-hmm. I just thought, you know what? That is what we need to talk about, because this is a struggle for everyone, whether they are this controlling perfectionist or an underachieving per, um, procrastinator or something in between mm-hmm. or flip-flopping. Motivation is the center to everything. If people want to shift their lives, they got to figure out this piece to it. Uh, why do you think that is? Why does motivation matter? So without energy, nothing happens. It's why depression is such a nasty problem because depression saps all your energy. And so all of the things that you need to do to get undepressed, uh, you can't do because you don't have enough energy to, to make any, any steps in any direction. So if we understand what motivates us, and why people often categorize themselves as lazy or unmotivated when actually that's not the case. And I can tell you a little bit about that when we, as we get going here. Uh, then people can actually change patterns that have been stuck for sometimes decades. Okay, yeah, let's talk to that piece. And when you say some people think they're not mo- motivated, but that really isn't the case, what is the problem? So the problem is that it kind of goes back to what motivation is all about. You know, a lot of times people will say, um, I'm trying to get motivated and I love, you know, whatever. So I'm going to, I'm going to dangle that little carrot out in front of me, that thing that I want. I was talking to somebody just the other day and they said, I'm going to buy myself a new road bike. They like, uh, you know, racing bikes and I'm going to buy myself a new road bike as long as I can get the following done. So they dangle the carrot out in front of themselves and they, they say, since I like that, that should be enough energy or interest in that to be able to go after things. But it turns out that just because you like something or you value something doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to motivate you. And just because you think that you are, you know, stuck because you just lack motivation doesn't necessarily mean that because really at the end of the day, motivation is about a feeling of effectiveness. So that is that we are motivated to do things where we feel effective. There's a fascinating study with rats where they took these rats and they gave them these little food pellets in a dish. And so they had infinite, uh, what they call value effectiveness. They get all the value they want out of the food. And then they introduced a little lever that the rats could push to get a single food pellet, which was, by the way, identical to the other food pellets in the dish. And which one do you think the rats preferred? The food that they could just walk up and eat or the ones they had to go work and get? What's your what's your guess? Well, I'm guessing the latter because of our topic, but that is super surprising to me. It, it's absolutely surprising. And they did prefer the food pellets that they had to go work for, such that when the researchers put the dish of free food in front of the lever, the rats would go move the food dish out of the way to push the lever to get food. <laughs> so so it makes no sense on some level because it's like why would you why would you put more effort into getting the exact same thing it's because there are different types of effectiveness that getting food is va- what's called value effectiveness i'm effective at getting things that i value but pushing a lever to get food gives you what's called control effectiveness that is i have choices and those choices have a profound effect on the outcome of things in life. And so I feel doubly effective when I get what I want and I have control over how I get it. And then there's truth effectiveness, which is I know what's real. I I can look around and I know how things work. I understand how my relationships work, what's real in my life. And I know who I am and what my place in the universe is. 
And when we feel effective at seeking those type of effectiveness out, or the, when we feel effective at obtaining those things, truth, value, or control, then we stay motivated. When we don't feel effective, we give up, we take a break, or we focus on something else. So when people say, I'm not motivated, I go, you know, it's not that you're not motivated, and it's not that you're lazy, and it's not that you're a, a you know, not a self-starter. It's that you're already experiencing effectiveness in not doing the thing that you say you want to do. And once you understand that, then you realize, oh, that, you know, there's something going on here. So as an example, I have an entire uh, workout gym in my, in my basement. I've got like the free weights and the Chuck Norris total gym and a treadmill and a spin bike. I never go in there. I never walk in that room. And I've put on 50 pounds since I got married because that's what we do. <laughs> we get married and we get happy and we, we just eat. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I say I want to go in there, but I never do. And I could say I'm lazy, but that's not what's really going on. What's really going on for me is I experience a lot of value in being with other people. And going into that gym means I'm going to be alone. And I would much rather stay upstairs with the family than walk downstairs and work toward that because I'm feeling greater effectiveness being with people than I would, uh, you know, lose weight or feeling healthier, whatever, whatever that may be. If I know that, then I can make a different decision. So what I want to bring into that is could people buying into their own excuses be effective? And by that, I mean, sometimes we're not motivated or we say we're not motivated to do something when really it's, it's been effective and working for us to buy into the excuses we have. Absolutely. Well, that's a part of truth effectiveness. So if I tell everyone, oh, I'm just lazy, I'm not a self-starter, that's me trying to establish something about myself. Now, why on earth would I want to establish about myself that I'm lazy and not a self-starter? Well, here's a great reason, because then people have lower expectations of me. Yeah. And I can kind of I can kind of skate by in life and people aren't, you know, and if I do anything at all, people are throwing a parade for me because it's like, well, you're, you're a lazy non-self-starter, but you did something. <laughs> that's, that's incredible, right? So if, if, if I tell that story and establish that about myself, I feel highly effective in not having high expectations. And if I get a lot of value out of not feeling the anxiety that people expect things out of me, man, I'm going to be motivated all day to tell that story about myself. Okay. And same thing with the control aspect. You brought up you need to find truth, value, and control in the effectiveness you're creating. So perhaps mm -hmm. people are buying into that story that they're not motivated or that they're not a self-starter because what they really are afraid of is not being in control of the outcome. Absolutely. And so it feels safer to not take risks, even though I, it bothers me that I'm not making progress or I'm not achieving the things you know, that I think I want. Uh, my, maybe I am way more motivated by control effectiveness than I am by value or truth. And so then I, I'm highly effective at not experiencing a loss of control by just not taking risks. Hmm. Okay. So what can we do then to tilt this balance in a direction yeah. that's going to serve <laughs> us more in the end? Like what do we have to buy into to become truly motivated to, the th to do the things we keep saying we want to do but don't? Um, in right. a way that's going to bring in those three pieces of the puzzle, or, or at least one or two that are going to outweigh the other two, right? That's exactly, you, you are exactly right. You only need one. If, if you're deeply effective in that one area, you can override the other two. It's okay. not a problem. 
Okay, so truth, right? value, control. Okay, keep talking, Andrew. I just wanted to right. remind ourselves of the three. So the first thing I think people need to come to grips with is that we all have written into our DNA a certain motivational style that really fits who we are. And that hmm. appears to be sort of shows up at birth. So for, for example, my kids, my oldest son is highly truth effectiveness motivated. That is, if I want to get him to clean up around the house, I could say, hey, I'll give you $10. And he'll be like, nah, I'm cool. You know, um, but if I say, do you want to be my special helper? As soon as the word special gets deta- gets attached to that, he wants to be special. And so he'll do anything. He's like special. He will run over his siblings and, and take <laughs> jobs from them in order to be special. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and my second child is value motivated. I could say, do you want to be special? And he'd be like, nah, I'm good. But if I offer him something he wants, he will be a cleaning maniac. And my daughter absolutely wants control. She's the kind of girl where I'll say, hey, please don't do that. She'll look at me and do it with just spite on her face just to remind me that she's the true boss, right? And so for her, I have to say, where would you like to start? Or hmm. would you like, you know, would you like help? Or do you want to do it on your own? I've, I've, you know, had all these expectations on her and what to clean. And then when she knows I don't care, she'll go up and come down. She'll be like, I cleaned 487 things in my bedroom. And that's not an exaggeration. And she's six. Oh my gosh, she sounds like my oldest too. <laughs> If you understand your motivational style, and this is the same with parenting, if you understand your children's or your spouse's motivational style, you can stop wasting time trying to, you know, cram the square peg in the round hole and go on a, you know, two hour diatribe about why this is the right thing and the right way and all that. But if they're not truth motivated, they don't, they don't care. But if they're value, I can, I can skip the diatribe and go straight to look, if you do this, here's here's the good thing that's going to happen. It's just kind of a relief to hear that there is such a thing as a built-in motivational style. I think we talk a lot about love languages. And what if we just spent a little more time on motivational style that we all have? I think it would help us understand people that we engage with constantly, including with our families. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, Before we talk about how people can figure out what style they have, can you break it down for me a little bit more? Because I was just a little confused. <laughs> Yes. It's like no. a whole other plane for me of trying to think at, at this level. Yeah. So let's break down, you know, what each one of these looks like. Yep. This really is another planet. And don't feel bad because I have, first of all, I had to read, if people are interested in reading, Tori Higgins is a professor of business and psychology at Columbia University. And he uh, really created this concept 
Uh, he's got a book called Beyond Pleasure and Pain. It's, in my opinion, extremely boring. It's a, almost like a psychology textbook. But if you can get past the boring, there's some amazing stuff okay. in there. Good to know. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, I mean, I've got people with master's degrees that work for me, and they ask me all the time, like, wait, can you explain this one more time? You know, this is yeah. really complicated stuff, mm-hmm. right? But essentially, you get back down to the, the simple ideas underlying all of this is are the following. I need to know whether I'm mostly going for getting things I value, right? So value effectiveness. So do I get up and go to work because I like the paycheck? I like the pats on the back. I like feeling productive. That's value effectiveness. It's Truth like effectiveness. Outcome almost like you, uh-huh. you're going for an outcome. Yeah. Or... So either something that I value or I'm avoiding some painful experience I don't want. It's all about the experience is value, right? Okay. I, I get things I value or I'm avoiding experiences that I don't want to have happen to me. Okay. Okay. Truth effectiveness is I, I'm either figuring out the world around me. Like a scientist is highly truth effectiveness motivated because they just want to understand how things work. What happens if I mix these two things? What happens if I drop this? What occurs? So I understand the world around me. I can't make good decisions if I don't know what the rules or laws of the universe are. So we're highly motivated to discover the truth of what is going on around us. And it's, it's one of the reasons that people get obsessed about politics or religion on the internet and start arguing and fighting with each other because their sense of truth effectiveness is being questioned or threatened. And when that ha- happens, people get kind of violent. They get scary. Mm. <laughs> I feel like it's almost like they're also trying to figure out what their place is within all of it. Yes. And that's the other thing I was going to mention is that sometimes it's all all about making choices that establish something that you want to be true about yourself. So for example, if I want people to see me as reliable, then I'm highly motivated to do things that make me appear reliable, like showing up on time to meetings, for example. I'm always on time. I'm always on time. And as long as people then see me as, oh, that's that's reliable Adam. He's always on time to meetings. I'll stay motivated to do that. But if, if I show up to meetings early, five minutes early, and people still go, you know, you just never really do what you say you're going to do, my motivation dies hmm. because I don't feel effective at, at establishing what I want to be true about myself. So are you more of a truth motivational style? I'm trying to make <laughs> up another phrase here, but. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually control and so is my wife. Okay, let's We're... hear about control then because. Yeah, and how that's yeah. displayed for both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the best way to look for control is it looks like teenagers and two-year-olds. So, you know, my, I had a, well, my he's now three, but when he was two, he was learning how to drink milk out of a out of a cup. He wanted to do it himself. Even if he was going to spill it all over himself, he would rather have this sense of autonomy and freedom to do it himself. Teenagers are like, I'd rather fail with my own choices than succeed because you handed it to me on a silver platter, Right. I want to make sure that my choices are taking effect here. So my wife and I mess with each other because we're both really control effectiveness motivated. So like one time she was making soup and she gets the soup done and she's got the ladle and she's ladling it out for all the kids and, you know, being control motivated, I don't want her to do it for me. I want her to do it for myself so I can get the right combination of stuff and liquid in the bowl, right? (laughs) And so, so she goes, here, let me do it for you. And I go, no, that's good. I'm going to do it for myself. And she goes, no, I'm going to do it for you. And I said, no, I really want to do it for myself. And she goes, no, you're not doing it. So I, knowing this and messing with her, I say, you know what? Why don't you put that soup in that bowl for me right now? Do it. You, I own you. Do it right now. And she hands me the ladle and goes, no, you do it yourself. And I'm like, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
Okay, that's all, that makes a lot of sense. I'm looking at my notes that I'm taking while you're speaking, and I'm like, crap, I think I'm all three. Like, I think I'm a, I'm split, like, in thirds yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. So, Which is why you're so productive in life, because you have so many different ways you can be motivated. Could it also be why I was also so unproductive? too for a while because I couldn't find my place in any of those three. I'm just trying to make sense for people who are like, but what if I'm right, you know, I'm all and I'm not motivated or I'm none of these or, you know, how they might be responding. Well, you can, you can actually be stuck uh, because of your motivational style. So as we mentioned earlier, if you don't want to lose control, you can be stuck in not making, you know, not taking steps toward anything new because you don't want to do that. Or if you're, if your truth effectiveness gets in your way, like, oh, you know what? I'm not the kind of person that um, is rude to other people. Then maybe you have a hard time setting boundaries because you don't want that to mean that you're rude. So you can actually get stuck. And I call it stuck effectiveness. I, I made it up. It's not like a research-based term, but your stuck effectiveness is, I can't go anywhere because I'm already experiencing effectiveness in not doing anything and being frozen, right? Oh, so you can be deeply motivated and deeply, uh, you know, uh, capable of feeling effective. And because of that, it can keep you from doing anything at all. I can see that. So even if someone feels like they are parts of each one of these, there probably is some hierarchy going on, at least at one time that is making them not move forward. And that's where they need to think about, like, what is holding them back among these three areas? I'm wondering if maybe you can give us an example of someone that you've worked with. um, And I'm putting you on the spot here. Oh, I can make one up. I can tell you about myself if you want. Well, let's hear that. Yeah, (laughs) I want to hear about someone who was struggling, getting that motivation, you know, quote unquote motivation to do Mm -hmm. something. And then as they figured out what their motivational style was um was able to then move forward and shifting what could really motivate them in truth to get mm-hmm. to where they wanted to be perfect well so this so this would be great i'll talk about a sizable chunk of my therapy clients for example who are struggling with pornography so uh, a lot of people that i work with have this really deep desire for control effectiveness and so actually the more you tell this type of person you need to stop doing this the more their brain goes oh i need to stop do i well i'll show you i'm going to do whatever i want and so they actually get stuck right and i think most of us can understand this you know that sense of like whatever you try to tell me what to do i'm going to do the opposite even if i know it hurts me <laughs> and so I've had, you know, a lot of people, they come in and they've had so many people bearing down on them about, you need to do it this way, you need to do it that way. And I can tell within, you know, three minutes of talking to somebody, oh, okay, this person really needs a sense of control and autonomy in their life. And so I just change the way I talk to the person. I will use words like, um, you know, if you want, you can choose to do this. So want and choose are control type words, right? If you decide that this is something you're going to do, and as soon as I offer options, and freedom of choice, they suddenly let loose their their vice group of control. And they go, okay, I'll do that because I want to. And suddenly in a, an immediate turnaround for that person, they can start making choices, the exact same choices that everyone else wants them to make. But now they feel a sense of autonomy to make the choices on their own and they start doing it. It's an amazing and, and often very quick turnaround depending on the language that you use. Wow. Okay. And another thing I've heard um, 
in the same kind of uh, example is someone feeling like that pressure and when they have an option to choose, they, they choose what they actually really want, which is the right thing for themselves and their family when they actually think that they do have a choice, that they can make a different choice. Yes, that's, that's the same exact thing. So for especially for control effectiveness people, they need to always know that they have choices, right? Mm-hmm. For a value person, they need to see that the value of changing is greater than the value of staying the same, right? So for someone who, you know, like me, um, you know, I had this, well, how about this? There, there was a time when, I went in, I was working uh, for a university and they were paying for uh, uh, coaching stuff, right? And for me, what really made a difference in that ability to actually do all of those things that I wouldn't normally do is I went and did a health test and I noticed that some of my, uh, you know, key health indicators were off from where I wanted them to be. And I remember my wife saying, I need you to be around. I, I can't have you die on the family here. And that really, I went, oh, wow. So this isn't just about whether I feel like it or not. This is about getting value to my family by not disappearing on them. And that was hugely motivating for me to do the work. And at that time, I lost 11% of my body weight in like four months because I was suddenly super motivated to do that. And I've gained it all back because <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> your motivation changed or what does well, it mean? Well, yeah, I mean, I'll say I ended, I ended the, the, the coaching, you know, with the guy and got back to a set point in my life where, you know, obviously I get a lot of value out of the dopamine rush I get when I eat food. And so my brain says, no, that's good. Let's, let's go with that value. And, and it's hard for me to remember, oh, there's like a longer term value mm-hmm proposition out there for for making healthier choices yeah. so if I, I need to switch if i'm going to switch back i have to re uh orient myself to the longer term value well more because like you said you are more of the control style so perhaps that was the key that was missing there maybe that's what the what needs to come back in is this element of choice so not that i'm the expert i'm just like trying to figure no, no, this out that's that's absolutely right right so for me if if someone says you really need to do this because otherwise all these bad things are going to happen. Yeah, I might. But what I'm, what's more likely is if someone says, if you choose to do these things, it will make a big difference for us. That word choice will totally affect the way I perceive it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think the other thing that people need to understand is that just because you're motivated today doesn't mean that you're going to be tomorrow. And just just because something that motivates you in a particular way works today doesn't mean it necessarily will tomorrow. So we always have to be reevaluating our motivation and how those things shift over time. Because as we get older and have experiences, sometimes those motivational styles can shift a little bit. uh, And and it's not, the same thing doesn't always work consistently. Oh, I'm so glad that you said that. This isn't, this doesn't have to be set in stone. Although we are born with like an innate motivational style, as you said, there are times and seasons and we change too. So I like that you brought that up. Right. Um, I'm just thinking about people who I feel like we've talked more about value and control than the truth area. So I just want to end with talking about that one, because as I've been working primarily with women, I think I see this element of them wanting to know their place. Um, 
and discover what really matters to them. Um, and I hope I'm, I'm doing this correctly, um, with that style, but I think what, what women struggle with is not knowing what their place is within the responsibilities they have and the paradigm within which they live and, um, what truth exists in within that for them. I was wondering if you could speak to these women then, how can, how can we help them get in touch with that style to help them move forward in realistic ways for them? Absolutely. Well, and I think I've, as I've worked with a lot of women over the years who will say things like, I grew up with these family scripts that said, this is what uh, true women are like, or this is what you're supposed to do as a woman, things like that. And then they go, oh, well, I guess that's how I'm supposed to be. And what's really hard is if maybe their DNA doesn't match that, right? Like my wife was told growing up, hey, you know, your, your main job should be staying at home with kids. And then we have kids and she comes to me one day and she's like, I like our kids, but I, you know, they also drive me insane. I think I need to work so that I don't yeah. lose my mind. Yeah. And I'm like, well, gosh, I don't want you to lose your mind. So now she runs our entire counseling practice and she works from home. She's really fortunate and she can work from home and the kids are in school a lot of the time. And she, I don't know how she does it. I honestly have no idea, but somehow she figures out how to maintain the two younger kids. But for her knowing something about herself and that is I it's okay for me to not be like what people expect me to be that gave her the freedom to be able to say I don't feel shame for working I don't feel shame for being different than what the expectation is or what other women are like or whatever that is so I think allowing yourself the freedom to say not that there's something wrong with you you're different just accept that everyone is a little bit different and that can give you the freedom you know that's that truth effectiveness is okay now i don't feel bad the shame dissolves away right so that's one that's one way that people can kind of get out of that stuck space wow okay so it's kind of just having this higher strength of owning what is truth for you and what your real identity is that's fantastic and and what i think they needed to hear and me as well um adam this has been so enlightening and yes, very over my head, but in a really, really good way. I'm glad that you stretched me. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, I enjoy it. And uh, I will give you some links and whatnot to some, a few other books and things that if people want to sort of chase the rabbit hole on this one, definitely. then go check them out. Yeah, we will definitely have that all on my website too. Thanks so much, Adam. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow and progress in your life. Want to take your learning to a whole new level? There are three ways. The first is to print off this month's free printable to help track your progress on the theme at hand. You can find that on my website aboutprogress.com free. The second way is to join our free and private Facebook group called Work in Progress. I've linked to that in the show notes. There you can receive community, inspiration, and accountability. And lastly, you can share your voice and your words on this show, literally. Our last episode of each month will feature members of this growth-driven community. Here you will share ways that you have worked on your own progress related to the theme. You can share tips that you would like other listeners to know, or even funny stories to help them feel better. Don't be shy. You do have something of value to offer this community. You can find out how to 
contribute your voice or your words by going to my website aboutprogress.com, click on podcast, and then click on be on the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember life is about progress, not perfection. Are you unmotivated, lazy? Nope. You just need to understand your motivation, your motivation style, your motivation. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.